Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I'm all right, man. It's been a while. Yeah, man. I, I've missed uh, the last two weeks. I, I'm all moved into my house. My stuff is still not here, and the room that I'm in, um, which we're just now finding out, has a little bit of a of an echo, even though it's a carpeted room. So I, I don't know about the acoustics. Maybe when I get more stuff in this room, it's literally an empty room right now. I just put a little makeshift table, you know, and my computer. So stuff would help, you know. Um, if you buy butcher box, um line it comes with this great foam insulation which you could use to line your walls to make for a cheap sunproofing which is what i've done here oh really so you put that on all your walls or just like the yeah. walls around your the desk wall behind the wall behind me that i'm speaking into it it's absorbing it oh so that's what i use oh okay well now i know well Fun anyway with sound yeah Aloha, folks. Uh, I am uh, I am in Hawaii. It is six forty-five p.m. Uh, in the in the evening. So, um, uh, JD, what time is it where you're at? It's eleven forty-five at night. <laughs> it's eleven forty-five at night. JD's mother effing tired right now. And I guarantee it. <laughs> but hey, we're we're uh, we're we're gonna do it, man. Hey, I I really enjoyed tonight's episode, man. I yeah, was. It was fun. Um, yeah, so I did watch last week. I watched it after you guys had already recorded the show, and then the week before that, I think I caught like a couple of matches. So, um, but I thought this was, I thought this show was better than last week's show, and uh, lots of good wrestling on, lots of great action, um, good good stuff from Impact this week. Yeah, fun, good show. I can't. I have very little. I have little to complain about, but very little to complain about this. Oh, week, so. there, there is one area that I'm just going Ooh. to say what happened, and then I'm just going to let you talk. So, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the the BTI pre-show match was just Giselle Shaw uh, defeating Tanil Dashwood, and that was talking BTI. Great job, everybody. Thanks for joining us on BTI Talk this week. Shortest podcast known to man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the opening uh, the opening video recapped Josh Alexander retaining his title last week over Moose and then setting him up to battle Ishii at Under Siege in two nights. Uh, we also saw the destruction of W. Morrissey, courtesy of the major players, and footage of the ongoing feud between Jonah and PCO culminating in the main event tonight on um, Monsters Ball. So the the first match we got here is a uh, is a tables match with a W Morrissey. Um, he is a big time star here in Impact. Jobber to the stars in AEW. Uh, <laughs> uh, he defeated more, uh, Brian. More on def- that later. Yeah, he defeated Brian Myers in a, in a tables match here, and I gotta say, like it was all smoke and mirrors, but I, I loved this match. I thought this was a lot of fun uh, with a. With Myers just chasing around all the heels and uh, eventually getting uh, getting um, or with Morrissey chasing around all the heels and being you know teasing going through the table several times. There was one spot in in the match where the major players um, just picked up a table and tried to put put him like had him up against the post and they just tried to break the table over him to be able to win the match. I thought that was creative. creative. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen that in a tables match before. No, that was that was creative. Um, I do have a thought on this though. I don't think I like this match too, but I don't think it should have been on this episode because mm-hmm. our main event ended with a big table spot, right? Yep. Yep. So a little too repetitive. I think that uh, I think that having the tables match on this particular show took away from a little bit of what the the monsters ball match was. And I think that there was. I do think there might have been too much plunder on this show because it all kind of runs together a little bit. Yeah. Right. 
So yep. that's a personal opinion. Um, I think they could have done something else. Perhaps we could have seen Giselle Shaw and Tanit. Uh, no, I didn't want. That. No, no, <laughs> no. We didn't need that one. Yeah, you know, they probably could have pulled a match from last week's episode and put it on this week's and just had a flip flop. But I think they're wanting a hot show to lead into Under Siege. But mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, it, it didn't it didn't bother me. But I, I do agree. It was probably too much, too much plunder for one episode. But and, you know, like what I said, because just because or or they should not have built that final the the monsters ball match around a table spot with all the other plunder in the monsters ball we did we really need the extra the table there's something else we could have done yeah. right like i think that they just kind of uh repetitive booking a little bit you know mm -hmm. and i think they could be a little bit more cautious of that i think everyone could be a little more cautious of that so as not to be so repetitive in television yeah, no, yeah, I to I totally get it. Um, but either way, uh, I thought I thought it was a great match. I thought there was another cool spot where Jordan Grace uh, hit a running power bomb on Cardona while while Myers was kicking Cardona in the face. I thought that mm -hmm. was really cool. So tons of cool spots, tons of fun moments. Um, the major players in Chelsea Green are great heels. They play off of Morrissey very well. Morrissey looked like a million bucks. Um, I I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's long for Impact. To be honest with you, after I saw him on AEW last night, and you and I have been talking about it for a long time. Like once once he gets back on Vince's radar, like he's gone. And mm -hmm. uh, apparently, our, our boy Andrew Zarian broke the news that uh, and what you just said last week on this show, where you, you were telling Scott that you know you thought that this might even be a job interview for Morrissey to get on the radar of WWE. Well, it worked, man, because uh, they're they're after this guy. It looks like. Said it, and this is why I thought Morrissey was a good guy to use in this position. We'll get into that more in the Patreon show, I'm yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, Morrissey looks like a million bucks, and he's everything that Vince likes about professional wrestling. Yeah, yep. Little gets a little bit uh, gets a little bit worked up by the crowd sometimes. He doesn't need to be, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll tell I'll tell a story. I'll tell a cast an old. This is a cast story on the Patreon show. So. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Uh, Jim Miller was backstage with Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Uh, they talked about their upcoming match with Bullet Club later tonight before being interrupted by the major players. Uh, Myers is in rough shape, uh, and, and some words were said, and then uh, Swan uh, basically challenged him for a digital media championship match um, for down the road. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, X Division champion Ace Austin defeated uh, Rocky Romero. Rocky, who has not won a match in the United States in 10 years, I think. Um, he's He's been on everybody's TV show, Job Into the Stars. Got a title shot this week, but it was a good match nonetheless. I thought Ace Austin looked really good here, looked like a star. Uh, he's going to be in the best of the Super Juniors coming up here pretty soon, so mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, I, what is he, an A block or B block? I can't remember. I believe he's an A block. He's a block. the opposite block is, is Wheeler Yuta. Okay, yeah, and I know that uh, I think his first match is going to be against Taji Ishimori, who is another former X Division champion. So, yeah, when Taji Ishimori decides he wants to work, which isn't always, but when Taji decides, oh, you know, I'm going to try this match, he's still really good. Mm -hmm. He doesn't always make that decision, but I hope he does with Ace Austin because I think it'll be a really good match when it happens. Yeah. Um, so. 
Let's go to the end here. Uh, Romero attempted to gain the upper hand once again, but Austin proved too much and nailed, Rom- oh, nailed Romero with the fold. So that, that was the end. So, but I, I did dig the match. Um, but mm-hmm. as soon as um, as soon as they announced Romero, I was like, "Yep, yep, this is going to be a, a victory for Old Ace Austin, a good victory." Um, as Austin celebrated his win after the match, Trey Miguel hit the ring, set, uh, setting up uh, or sending Austin up the ramp. He informed the crowd that we'd be seeing him invoke his rematch clause for the title this coming up Saturday. At Under Siege, Under Siege, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, uh, looking like a banger of a card, man. So, I don't love Trey cutting promos, but at least he's not Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> yeah, good. So, at least Trey has a bit of passion uh, yeah. in his promos, and I think sometimes, like, he tries too hard with some of his promos, if that makes sense, like, um, to where. Like he's very passionate, but it gets to the point where it comes across as inauthentic at times. Yeah. But um, he did, uh, you know, last year when he was feuding with Sam McCallaghan leading up to Rebellion, I thought he was cutting really good promos, and he has mm-hmm. regressed ever since. I agree. I don't think he's cut a good promo since then. That was what ooh, just about a year ago, right? Yeah. Well, right yeah. when we were starting the show. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, better than Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, Brian Brian Pillman is just hella awkward, bro. Hella awkward. Like he's in front of his essentially childhood hero and could not conjure up conjure magic enough <laughs> uh, gumption to cut a coherent, decent promo. Yeah. Um, Josh Alexander's in the back um, talking about uh, Scott DeMorehan picking a challenger for uh, for him at Under Siege. Alexander stated that he would be watching his match tonight, uh, Ishii's match tonight against Steve Macklin this coming Saturday, and he'd be facing the best wrestler on earth. And if you were to believe Brian Alvarez, Ishii is, in fact, the best wrestler on earth. And I could see that argument. He is fantastic. He's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's really good. He's really, really freaking man doesn't, good. Man doesn't have bad matches. I remember I was at Windy City Riot a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, uh, Ishii and Suzuki, I feel like I've seen this a thousand times. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot this is even going to happen. All right, I guess this will be fine. And then by the end of the match, I was like, that was great! Like, <laughs> like you know what you're going to get with Ishii, right? But he, you know he is? He's pizza. You know what it's going to taste like, but it's always reliable and always good. Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes when you finish eating it, you're like, that was fantastic. Yeah, I went to the New Japan show in L.A. last year, and he faced Moose, and it was not even close. Best match on the show. Yeah. And it was a typical Ishii match, but with Moose doing some of his high-flying spots. So. And that's the nice thing about Ishii, too, is he gets his match, but he can work it with anybody, mm-hmm. right? It's not a lot of high spots. It's a lot of, like, he's really good storyteller. He's really good at feeding on the crowd's emotion, really good at reading a room. Like, Ishii's... I'll even say he's actually kind of underrated because he's never really had a because remember Alvarez has always said that he belongs in the Observer Hall of Fame, but a lot of people are like oh, he's never had a world title right? So I mean, like people don't realize <laughs> what working is. So I think that Ishii is absolutely fantastic and he's really good at what he does. And he's Fair. like forty-five. Oh yeah, yeah, and doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. So no. Doesn't. Uh, then we had another uh, vignette. Um, kind of reminds me of a Robert Rodriguez movie trailer, um, mm-hmm. but it's all based off of. Uh, it's all Sammy Callahan though. Um, but it's like you know Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino style. Grindhousey. Uh, yeah. 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 One of those deals. But uh, yeah, Sammy Callahan coming back probably this weekend is what I'm thinking. He's an Ohio guy, so it makes sense that he would go there in uh, the tri-state area. So there, it's. They're calling it a Cincinnati show, but it's essentially across the river into Kentucky, but it's the greater Cincinnati area. So, um, I believe that um, 
the home of Brian Pillman Jr. Actually, yeah, yeah I think that I think that that's I think across the river is considered Kentucky suburb or um Cincinnati suburbs in Kentucky, which is whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Masha Slamovich defeated some chick, beat her ass. There you go. We were gonna we were gonna put Masha in the storyline. I I hope so because uh, you know I as much as big a fan I as I am of squash matches, this is all she's been doing since November. It's May. We've mm-hmm. got to do something with this girl. Six months, man. Six yeah. months. Yeah. This is crazy. Um, Raj Singh and uh, Mahabali Shira cut a promo on Bupinder Gujar and his match against VSK last week. Awesome. There you go. Um, <laughs> the Briscoes. Now, speaking of actually being awesome, the Briscoes. Now, you know, I think uh, Scott was a bit tough on my Briscoes last week now with their promo. And then I went back and watched it. And I was like, you know what? I think it was missing a bit of that Briscoes flavor. Well, he we got right. it this week. He was mm-hmm. right. And we got it this week. I, I thought that the Briscoes flavor was back in action this week. Uh, I thought they, they nailed their promo. And I thought, for to his credit, I thought Eric Young nailed the Violent by Design promo too. I thought the really good content here. Yeah, Eric Young cut the violent, the violent by Design promo. I feel like I've heard it a hundred times. Right, I feel like it's the same promo every single time. Yeah, but I was really feeling I was really feeling the passion of the Briscoes. That felt like a, a Ring of Honor Briscoes promo. Yeah, so I'm glad we got that on the show because um, there's a genuineness to those two. Right, they are what they are, and they're really good at being who they are. And it's nice to finally like project that across here. So. Yeah, and I'm uh, I didn't get to talk about it last week, and everybody knows the Briscoes are my guys. Um, I am just so happy they're here in Impact, and that we get to watch their matches and cover them on our podcast. And mm-hmm. so, um, whenever I, I think about things, I typically think of myself first. Um, usually, I'm a very selfish person when it comes to my entertainment, and so I'm really glad that they're here because I get to watch them in depth and I get to talk about it. So as well, that makes, you should be. Yeah, um, and Lance Storm and Brian Alvarez told some good Briscoe stories on their podcast this week yeah. <laughs> yeah about um being in canada and i think it was, i can't remember if it was jay or mark but one of the briscoes uh they were bleeding walking into a pharmacy trying to get bandages and stuff after a match so that was a pretty good story it was good i, I lance has good stories when uh when he opens up like that. they have a good pro- they have actually had a good podcast that rest the wrestling if you don't like to read the observer you should have an observer subscription just so you can listen to their plethora of podcasts much like you can on the fight game media network oh yeah Definitely. Then the the observer. That's our cousins. Those mm-hmm. there are different, our distant cousins. So, um, Bullet Club with uh, Jay White and Chris Bay. Um, lots of news coming up for Bullet Club. We'll talk about on the Patreon. But uh, Jay White and Chris Bay defeated Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Willie Mack. Also some news about him coming up on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was a really good match. And uh, with the news surrounding Mack, no surprise here that he uh, he ate the pin. And um, looks like Rich Swan is going to be moving on into a singles career. But I thought this was very good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I got nothing bad to say about the match. Everybody's a tweener in this company. Yeah. Like. Every, yeah. Josh. Josh is the only one. Josh is the only baby face. Everybody else working in the gray, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, what would you think of the jumping of the uh, the incident after? <laughs> so um, so here, let, let me go to the, the finish of the match, and then I'll go into that. So the Swan eventually made the tag and hit Mac, uh, or and tag, and Mac hit some uh, offense on Bay, including a Samoa drop, and before too much damage could be done, White was able to regain momentum and set up uh, Mac for the Art of Finesse by Bay, sending him to the pay window. Oh, yeah, we got a new guy who writes for The Observer, by the way. Garza left. Yeah. So I'm getting used to his writing style. So Honor No More hit the ring after the match and, and attempted to take these guys out. And then for about four seconds, the Bullet Club music hits again. 
and um, bullet club for and that was it. And that was it. And then it took about a day and a half for old Luke Gallows to get down to the ring. <laughs> but he got down there, and then uh, they they sent on no more packing. But um, but we're you know obviously prepping for this big five on five match at uh, at Under Siege. Um, and I did think it was cool that um, Matt Raywalt, obviously they had did this in post-production because um, the audio quality was different, but Matt Raywalt mm-hmm. was talking about um, all the news surrounding the Bullet Club in uh, New Japan with uh, with Juice Robinson joining and all that stuff. Big fan of that. Big fan of Juice. He he worked us all. He what did. A great per- what a great performance he gave on uh, Wrestling Observer Live. I've never heard a wrestler sound more tired and more burnt out and faking it. It is really well done. <laughs> Yeah, good. Yeah, good for him. But I thought Kudos. the beatdown. I thought the beatdown was okay. But I thought the Good Brothers coming out was kind of weak. So yeah, speed isn't the Big Brothers thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good, good match. Okay, okay. Beatdown segment. I'm, I'm curious about this match coming up at Under Siege because, you know, it seems like Honor No More. They were getting beat every week, and the, now they're starting to get a little bit of wins. You know, you know, Good Brothers might be on the way out. Jay White, he's uh, scheduled for a New Japan show at the same time as Slammiversary, so he's not going to be there. So I I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe Honor No More can start getting a little bit of momentum and maybe even get a victory here this weekend. I think it's going to come down to politics. Yeah. Who's, book, who's booking it, right? I know a certain promoter from Jacksonville who, if you book his talent on other shows, they're going to win every yeah. time. Yeah. So... Does, you know, is Mr. Obari thinking the same thing? He's like, you have the Bullet Club, Bullet Club wins. I mean, like, he mm-hmm. he could say that. And when you are the lesser partner in a partnership, you got to yeah. follow the rules. Well, and then Ishii is in the main event. He's not beating Josh. He's not no. getting the title. So, no. you know, now that you bring that up, it's probably... Bullet Club getting the dub because Ishii is taking the L there in the main hey, event. Hey, I thought there was a quid pro quo. Quid pro quo going yeah. on this week that I was wrong about. Yeah, it made sense, but. Mm-hmm. Which more, again, more, stay more tuned later. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for the Patreon. Um, so next we saw current knockout. So they had a pretty good vin- vignette between. Uh, um, oh wait, nope. Next is oh, so sorry. We saw current knockouts champion Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. They're in a stairwell. And then all of a sudden, they go into another dimension. JD, thoughts? If I want to watch Scooby-Doo, I'll put on Boomerang. Is that still on Boomerang? They, they still show oh, yeah, the, so, the old episodes? Oh, yeah, oh, okay. The Boomerang has an app. So we oh. watch, we have the app. I have the, you know, it's uh, it's $3 a month. It's good $3 a month because I can oh, watch yeah. Scooby-Doo and Bugs Bunny with my kid. It's actually quite awesome. I'm a big, big oh, fan nice. of the Boomer app. However, however, because I pay for HBO Max, all of that stuff should be in one app. Yes. I believe, I believe the new title is Warner Brothers Discovery. Get on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm so broken and so beaten down by all this <laughs> that I'm just like, whatever, man. I hate mm. this shit. Uh it was like it was like a Scooby Doo skit, and I just I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really bad." And so I was like, bad. "It's so bad." It actually makes me happy because I know JD is just boiling inside right now. <laughs> no, you know, I'm not even boiling. I'm beaten. I'm defeated. I had a guy actually, my buddy Drew, was at a hotel tonight. And he's like, "Hey, we uh, my hotel has access. What do I need to know about Impact to watch?" 
I said, Josh Alexander is the world champion, the Bullet Club, because he knows New Japan. Bullet Club's there all the time. He goes, well, which guy's from Bullet Club? I said, whole kit and caboodle, all the, yeah. all the, all the white Bullet Club guys, basically. And, and um, not even just white, and no, all the American, I should say, Bullet Club guys, or not even American. I don't, all yeah. the non-Japanese Bullet Club guys. Right. Jesus. Uh, it's late, sorry. Um, and then he texts me back going, what is this? <laughs> And I didn't know what to say because, one, he was ahead of me. I didn't know what was going on. But then when right. I figured out what was going on, I'm like, yeah, man, we do this sometimes. And the, the fans like it, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's all I could say. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, a few weeks ago when uh, PCO and Jonah were uh, battling in a, in a basement to some music. And my wife was in the room with me and she just kind of like. She was like, had her back turned because she's playing, she's working on the computer. She kind of just turns around, looks at me, and then just looks back at her computer. And I was like, you're right. I'm stupid. I, I watch stupid stuff. I've gotten the disappointed wife glance from wrestling before. <laughs> yeah. I came in and told her today, I'm like, I got my forbidden door tickets. It sold out in 40 minutes. And she's like, that's great, JD. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And I, I'll go slink, gotta go back into my office now. And hide. Yeah. <laughs> so next, I hate when they do shit like this, man. Oh. I really do. <laughs> I was trying to move on. <laughs> I just you want to you want to hear something good though? A video promo aired on the current feud between Perrazzo and Taya Valkyrie, um, okay. referencing Impact, Ring of Honor, AAA. I thought this was very well done. Mm -hmm. uh, good, good promo package. I thought both um, Taya and Diana were great in it. We have underrated promo packages. We really do. I Very. really think that Impact yeah. does. There, I think the Impact promo because I watched Raw last week because I'm I'm a psychopath. Are, are you just um, trying to get on the rap or something? Are you just trying to hit all the fight game shows? So you're trying to watch a little bit of WWE. What's going on, Cody? Man, I was actually curious. People are like, oh, it's been oh, better. Brian yeah. Alvarez, like, this was a good episode of Raw. Yeah. So and Scott was coming on, so I was like, well, I will bridge. I'll bridge the gap for the Patreon. I'll talk WWE with my friend. And God damn, that show sucks. <laughs> um, and this was supposed to be a good episode, but no, and it's all this is promo packages, promo packages, promo packages. I think Impact does a better job putting together coherent promo packages mm -hmm. than WWE does. Yeah, yeah, no, I and I, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever. And I'm not a Raw and SmackDown watcher, but I watch the pay per views, and they put those are heavy promo packages too. So um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So many promo packages, but this was good. This was it told. Yeah. It did a really good job refreshing you on a on a rivalry without having to have a match, which is good sometimes. Yeah. Um, speaking of one of the best wrestlers of all time, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, who oh, uh, Johnny Swinger. <laughs> oh, did we miss the Swinger thing? No, it comes later. That comes okay, later. I was about to say, I was like, whew, we can't miss that one. Um, so Ishii, uh, who Dave, Dave Penzer referenced as the strong pit bull. I don't know if he, anybody else caught that, but he screwed it up. <laughs> Stone he did, Pitbull. Yeah, he did better than the guy at the multiverse show who called him Tommy Hero Ishii Ishii -E, or whatever he called him. But uh, uh, anyway, about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ishii and Steve Macklin, man, boy, did they have a really good match. And I heard that this match was good ahead of time. Uh, mm -hmm. The guy from uh, Joel from um, Fightful had talked about it. And this is your your every every Ishi match, and I I felt like this had more intensity than some of the Ishi matches I've yes. seen lately. Um, yes. I I, I think that Macklin was out to prove a point that he could hang with these New Japan guys, and 
damn it, he is right. He can hang with these New Japan guys. I think New Japan needs to bring him in. He, I thought he was incredible here. Obviously, Ishii is Ishii. He's always great. But I thought Macklin really showed out and uh, was just uh, – this was just a badass match um, with uh, Ishii getting the victory here to, to head into uh, under siege to take on uh, Josh Alexander. Steve was uh, auditioning, really. Because mm-hmm. um, he has not been on the strong tapings, he has not he has not been invited to come into New Japan. Um, the problem is like there's a big long line of guys that are waiting to get in New Japan, and I think he kind of knows he's down the list of importance, so he had an opportunity to really show out, and I think he did. I, I hope he turned some eyes in that New Japan office because I know they watched. I know um, I'm going to assume this match is going to get posted on on uh, World because a lot yeah. of the a lot of the matches get posted on World, so someone's going to be watching this at some point, and they're going to say, "Man, this big some bitch like Macklin's pretty good." So, yeah. I, I hope so. Like, I don't know if he's ready for a G one run or anything no. like that, but there's no doubt he can be working in those big, you know, forty seven man tags. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And then I, I think that you know, bringing him into strong would would mm-hmm. be good too. I think uh, he would fit right in there uh, with some of those guys. Give me Tom, give me uh, Macklin versus Tom Lawler. Uh, you know what? I think I think Impact needs to kick the tires on Lawler. Um, I, I know that he's got his deal with the New Japan Strong. He's not really signed there, but I I, I see that. I think they should try to bring him in. Honestly, no comment. Um, Oof. I okay. Know, no, I love Tom. Lawler. I love oh. Tom Lawler. Yeah. He's great. I'm just gonna say no comment and leave that alone. Okay. Okay. I might know. I might know things. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that you do know things. Um, things. All right, Um, now we go from one of the best matches of the week. Um, I'll be honest, I did not watch all of Dynamite. Um, I watched the first hour of Dynamite. So to me, this was the best match of the week that was on TV. Um, The Ishii versus Macklin. So I didn't see Perrazzo and um, and. Mercedes Martinez and I didn't watch uh, Dante Martin and uh, or Darius Martin versus uh, Phoenix. I didn't watch those. So it was Dante. Not Darius. I would do yourself a favor and watch that match at some point because that thing yeah. was awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I call it the best match of the week. Maybe the most innovative because they're out there creating offense. A yeah. Russian leg sweep off the middle rope. That sounds That's pretty, pretty cool. cool stuff. It was pretty yeah. cool stuff. They did some cool stuff. But yeah, Deanna and uh, Mercedes. It was they were more of that in the Patreon. Yeah, um, I heard, heard they shit the bed. So I think they're set to fail. We'll yeah. talk about it in the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, more on the Patreon. We, I mean, we've been plugging the hell out of the Patreon now. We usually don't we, do that too much. But... We need to do that. We're trying to sell subscriptions. Buy the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, next, we saw a backstage promo that featured Swingers Dungeon. So we go from one of the best matches of the week to a completely ridiculous and hokey backstage segment. First, no, what no, did your no, no I know the best the, the best backstage segment of the week. Oh, and you know what and I'm going there. It was incredible. It was perfect. Awesome. It was amazing. What did your friend think about it? Did he text you? No, he never messaged me about this. Text text him I, and see what he said. I, I will. <laughs> I hope he didn't give up on the show after the stupid magic bullshit. Oh, yeah. Cause I cause that 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 broke me originally. The, the what do we call it? The undead realm. Yeah, broke uh, me initially. So yeah, pretty stupid. Uh, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna ask him because this was great, dude. Like, dude it was uh, so great. <laughs> Man, I wish I wish I had my notepad because I was gonna. There are so many one liners here from Johnny Swinger, um, and and Zicky Dice too. All, by the way, I got all the crabs. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, the the part that they just broke me was like uh, when Zicky was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna you know go in there. He's gonna do something." He goes, "Oh yeah, what's your finish, Daddy?" And he goes, "Oh, I usually." You know, I usually don't get to that part where I could finish. He goes, "Can you help me finish?" He goes, "He goes, yeah, I'll give you the one-legged Boston crab." And he started naming all these finisher moves, and I was just like, "I don't know why that broke me so much, man." I just I started got, laughing I got, my ass off. I got, I can give you all the crabs, is what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, then he, then he gave him a, a ball gag, and then he got uh, some chick hit him with a whip, and then he went into the dungeon. So. He sounded um, like a horse at the end of it. He was like neighing like a horse at the very end of the ski. Yeah. It's great, man. They never have to wrestle. They just do stuff like this. I'm entertained. Yeah, Zicky, Zicky is great. Um, I'm really glad they brought this guy in and they've stuck with him. He's really funny. Got great comedic timing. He does. Yeah. Uh, comedy and wrestling is hard because like comedy is so broad. Like what strikes one person funny, someone might, you know, might not hit the other person. Like I can't stand Vince McMahon's sense of humor, you know? I don't think it's funny anything they do over there, but this is right along my sensibilities. You know, <laughs> nothing but nothing but dirty jokes. Like it's, yeah. it was great. It's it's absolutely awesome. Johnny Swinger is a national treasure. He he is amazing and needs to go in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. There, I said it. Um, we should after, start. A after camp, we should start a write-in campaign <laughs> for Johnny Swinger for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Oh David. yeah bar us forever and it would be great oh, yeah i mean i already don't have a vote so now neither do i that's why it'd be great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not important enough to have votes no this is and this is why we don't have a vote for the wrestling observer <laughs> hall of fame uh so we got we got to the main event we had um um oh we got 10 minutes left zoom i got gotcha. you all right pco defeated jonah in a monster's ball match um you know i i originally was disappointed that this was the main event but um, seeing the match the way that it played out, I was like, makes total sense that this was the main event. Not because everything against PCO and Jonah, I love those guys, two of my favorites. I just figured that Ishii should be the main event considering he's main eventing under siege this weekend. But um, when I saw how the match played out, just plunder, crazy spot after crazy spot. There was a, uh, a sl uh, Jonah slam PCO on the backs of like several chairs and his back just kind of broke over them. Um, that was crazy. We had your thumbtack spots, sledgehammer spots. Jonah went off the middle rope to the outside through a table. Um, just awesome, awesome stuff, hard-hitting stuff. I don't think PCO is going to walk when he's 70, but hey, we got him now, man. We got to cherish him while we have him. He's like 55. Like, I mean, he doesn't have, he shouldn't be walking now, but yeah. here we are. Yeah. Um, I always say I'm kind of tired of plunder, but when it's done really well like this, it's great. And when mm -hmm. you have Jonah and PCO, this is what it should be. And what I like about it too is this ended the feud. Yeah. Right? It's over. Feud's over. Jonah, happy Same. trails. Thank you yep. for coming. Great six um, months, Jonah. Loved him. Great. Yeah, great six months. He put over the new monster on the way out. This is the way pro wrestling's supposed to be. Like, what a great use of, of the Monsters Ball gimmick. I wouldn't mind if they'd have put this on the Under Siege show, to be honest with you. But they needed a hot match to close the show, and it worked. So I thought it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, great, great stuff, uh, Jonah, uh, on the way out here. But um, like, like we were saying, he was, you know, obviously incredible for his entire time here in uh, in Impact. And just because he's gone right now, that doesn't mean they can't, you know, eventually bring him back. So, no, I think he's pretty heavily invested in, in New Japan, though. I think yeah. it's probably, I don't know, I don't know what his visa situation is. I don't know if he's still living here or if he's planning on being back in New Zealand or what. But I mean, New J being in New Japan, you have that freedom, you know, it's closer. Yeah. So, yeah. and the mighty don't kneel are getting the real mighty don't kneel group are back together in New Japan. Mm -hmm. That's really yeah. cool. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Um, PCO, man, over like crazy. I know there wasn't very many people in the arena, but they, they are all behind him, man. Like, he is just such a likable character. It's – so I, I've dog – I bagged on the uh, Undead Realm stuff earlier because it's bad, but there's something about PCO that works, mm-hmm. and I can't put my finger on it. I think it's just like – I think it's just the performer, right? Yeah. I think there's just something about, about Pierre Carlet that makes that character – work when i should hate it i should hate a guy who pretends to be frankenstein but i don't right i don't i i enjoy watching him work i enjoy watching the the frenetic energy and the chaos and i enjoy how committed he is to making that work and there's something there's just something about the guy that makes something that i should hate with all my passion something i enjoy mm-hmm. not my favorite thing in the world but when he's out there doing it i'm always entertained and and yeah, I'm always entertained too. Some of the hokey stuff I just kind of laugh at, but um, when he comes out in front of the crowd, man, they're with the guy. They're mm-hmm. behind him. Uh, he's gonna be, you know, probably number two, three babyface here for the time that he's gonna be an impact. Um, and I I just keep thinking, it's like, man, if they, you know, if if they ever flip the title to a heel, and they and they go to um, Montreal and and do a show in Montreal, I I think that um, I think that. You know, they could probably flip the title to him for like uh you know a couple of week of transition or whatever they got to do, but I think that, that could really work. My dog chewed up my shoe <laughs> while I was on the podcast. Bastard. Um, <laughs> shit. Sorry. No, it's all good. I was just saying. Um, I was just saying that if so, he's he's so over and so likable that if they ever flip the title back to a heel later this year. And they end up doing, for some reason, a show in Montreal. They could probably headline a show with Woulette against a, against a heel and maybe flip the title for a, an event or two. Um, to you know, use I that don't over. like – he is that over, but I don't like that. And I'll tell you why, because that's what Ring of Honor did, is they put the world title on PCO, and it actually kind of hurt stuff because the PCO character works best – as a mid card attraction, I okay. think I think he could challenge in Montreal, but I and win by disqualification or something like that. But I do not think that he is a guy, especially at his age and what he does. You want to be your world champion. Um, X division, X okay. division, yeah, I could get on board with that. Okay, I'll meet you halfway. X division is probably better suited, but you know, do a do a big a big X division title match in Montreal with a PCO challenging. So hey, um, JD, you got your big Kickstarter happening right now. What's going on with that, man? Tell us all about it. We are in the closing hours. So I'm gonna hit refresh so I can tell you for sure. We have eight hours to go. We broke the record. Nice, eighty-seven. That's my life. That's the the top number backers. Some dude, Zach Cannon. I appreciate you. Gave me one dollar to break my record. I appreciate that. Hey, shout so, out yeah. to Zach. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Because again, it's about at that point, it's about, you know, breaking a record. Uh, yeah, we asked for a thousand bucks. We are going to close. We got eight hours left. We're going to close somewhere around thirty five hundred. We have thirty five hundred sixty two at the moment. So we're three hundred and fifty six percent funded. And after this, it'll close and uh, I'll move it over to Indiegogo. So if anybody wanted to get onto it but missed it, um, it's going to be open there. I'm not going to push for that nearly as hard as I push for the Kickstarter. And then these books will actually come out on Amazon later in the year. So I'm actually, this is good. This is the best Kickstarter I've ever ran. Um, it's exceeded dollar wise, more than a thousand dollars over my top running Kickstarter. It's been, 
it's been a huge success and I'm going to do these things quarterly for the rest of my life. Apparently. Awesome. Well, congratulations, man. That's a big accomplishment. Uh, everybody's, I'm sure everybody's excited to, to see the book and read the books when they come out. Uh, and for me, my column returns. Uh, I will be uh, typing that bad boy up tomorrow. I know I did get a couple of uh, direct messages on Twitter asking me where my column has been. Well, I have been on the road. I have not been able to, to do much writing. In fact, I didn't even have Wi-Fi here in my house for like the first 10 days. So, um, But I'm all, I got Wi-Fi. I got everything that I need. I got my computer ready to go um, and the brace for impact column is coming back it should have some ratings news uh, news about all the people leaving impact possibly coming impact all that stuff I'm going to be breaking all that down tomorrow um, but hey if you are a patreon subscriber stick around if not if you listen to us on Spotify and Apple podcast um, we will talk to you guys next week mahalo